This is Sports Best, presented by Repost of the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like a football player entering the transfer pool after an altercation with their head coach. He is Texas football receiver Joshua Moore, and I am former USC head coach Steve Sarkeesian. I remember after my senior year of high school football ended, my offensive line coach and I passed each other in the hall, and I did something snarky. I don't remember what it was but he pushed me up against the wall and tried to fight me. I was like, I'm not going to fight you. This isn't a good idea. Uh, so there is something to be said about getting, getting heated with your coach. You spend a lot of time together, but uh, Steve Sarkeesian and his football player are not getting along. I want to push back and say it would have been a great idea for you to fight your coach. Well, I, I probably would have won. Also, See? what? You would have won. I would have. And then I would have been expelled. No, a coach, it costs a kid. He would have been a lion of discipline for whatever. I'm a pacifist, Larry. Also, the uh, one of the former owners of my last company on the day he was retiring, he got real drunk and tried to wrestle me. And I was like, oh. this isn't a good idea. I'm not going to wrestle you. He might have won. He had old man. He had old fat guy strength. He might have <laughs> gotten me. <laughs> you ever fought a teacher? Well, you've mentioned this before, like you're kind of a big guy and people kind of want to take you on and you're always like, this isn't a good idea. Yeah, it's it's generally not a good idea, but that's how it goes. Uh, speaking of interesting ideas, we came across this article in The Guardian about Aaron Rodgers, and that's basically any news outlet you want to go to is going to be covering this Aaron Rodgers story. He tested positive for COVID-19 and therefore is going to be missing the next game that he plays in. If you're not too familiar with what's been going on, he was interviewed a while ago and they asked him if he had been uh, vaccinated. And he said, I've been immunized, kind of just skirting around the issue. And basically this article is talking about Aaron Rodgers has a failure of leadership and everyone just is excited to say how terrible they always knew he was. Do you think this is a failure on the leadership of Aaron Rodgers as a, as a quarterback for his team? So just kind of to break this down a little bit further for my mom, basically, she might not know that Aaron Rodgers is an MVP quarterback for the green Bay Packers mm -hmm. and that he's a smart guy, right? He went to Cal, he plays quarterback for God's sakes. He hosts jeopardy. And I'm saying he's smart because he's not just a dude who went to Facebook and someone said, you don't need the vaccine because these vitamins, if you take them, you'll be okay. He probably researched, he's, he's probably got an idea of why he didn't get vaccinated, right? There's like thousands of layers in this. Well, thing. yeah. In addition to that, he, he, he took alternative medicines or he did an alternative treatment and petitioned the NFL to get a exemption from the vaccine saying what he did counted. So like it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't an echo chamber going into a, a subreddit. He, he came to a decision, however he did. And just to clarify, clarify our position a little bit further, I think we have agreed upon that if you're an NBA player and you're dead set against the vaccine because you think the government is uh, implementing a tracking chip in you, and then all of a sudden they say you're not going to get paid $30 million a year and you go and get the vaccine, me and Andrew are calling BS on that. You, you were just making something up. By the way, Kyrie Irving, an NBA basketball player, said – they were implementing a chip and he is not getting paid $30 million because he's standing on his laurels and saying, I'm not getting the vaccine and he's not getting his money. Yeah. And outside of the sports world, Ice Cube just turned down a $9 million role 
in a, in a movie because entertainment is requiring zone a which is talent and directors to be vaccinated to be on set so i mean there's there's different versions of it the thing that stuck out to me was this headline or just like what people are harping on that it's a failure of leadership by aaron Rodgers. and i'm wondering at what point do you say aaron Rodgers is responsible for the rest of his team because like okay he's the leader of the team but should the mayor of green bay eric greenwich be responsible for mandating it should the governor of Wisconsin, should Roger Goodell, like they're pinning this on Aaron Rodgers, but no one forced him to do it. And they gave him the option. And these are the consequences he's paying. I wouldn't say this is a failure of leadership. It is him having to pay the consequences of his decision. But what happens if the mayor of Green Bay intimated that he got it and then turns out he didn't and infected people with it, right? That's the, that, I mean, lead, like, in theory, leadership isn't lying, but we all lie, right? So he clearly misled people about his status for his own benefit and what he believed in. So I would that was my question. If you're the CFO of a company, maybe CEO, CEO but CFO of a 100-person company, and you're mandating everybody gets vaccinated, but you don't, is that that's okay? Well, no, I think that's bad leadership, but Aaron Rodgers, he he very openly said i think it's up to each individual and and they can do what they want i i also wonder if him answering the question saying i've been immunized like he's contractually obligated to talk to the media was he taking the path of least resistance by saying that and not having to deal with the scrutiny or was he being intentionally deceptive being like oh this will be fun i'll 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 give some misdirection and it's i would say maybe he's taken more of the path of least resistance not wanting to ask follow-up questions because he has to talk to them well, he clearly misled everybody because nobody knew about it till right now. So he clearly was misleading. I don't, I mean, he was lying. Yeah. And there's, there's auxiliary implications of this because the NFL has rules in place that if you're not vaccinated, you can't, you have to wear a mask when you're indoors and he's doing press conferences without a mask. He's meeting with multiple people. Videos are coming out of him and his John Wick Halloween party. So I mean, I think I, I stand with you have the right to make your decision, but you also have to pay the consequences. And uh, it sounds like he skated a little while on it, but maybe it caught up to him. Yeah, and there's a little bit of backstory, right? Because the whole offseason, he was wanted to be traded, and there was drama about him drafting another quarterback. So maybe the Packers were just like, well, let's just let him do whatever he wants. If he doesn't want to get the vaccine, maybe we'll just back him on that. And so then it's like, some people in life just get to do whatever they want. And like, that's the way the world works. But if you work for the, if you're the, you know, the second backup kicker, are you happy that Aaron gets to do whatever you want? And you're just the backup. I thought we were a team. Yeah. I think I agree with what you're saying that sometimes people get to do whatever they want. There's insider trading. There's all sorts of whatever. I think this is kind of a weird, perfect storm in that, Wisconsin isn't requiring that he prove that he's vaccinated. If he played for the 49ers, the County of Santa Clara is requiring, I think the County of Santa Clara is, I know I definitely with the NBA, people are saying you have to be vaccinated and prove it, or you can't play in the stadium. Wisconsin is a little bit more laissez-faire. So it kind of he threaded the needle of not having to prove if he was immunized or not and what that meant. I, I just, my question is what do we owe people in this world we're going in, right? In San Francisco, it's, hey, you got to show your vaccine card to get in. So if you fake it, you're faking the rules and you're kind of putting everybody at risk there. 
cool if you don't want to get vaccinated, but maybe you don't go to the places that require it. But if you live in Texas, I feel like there's a different set of rules and you get a Hey man, you go to a bar. There's probably a lot of people. So I feel like, what do we owe our fellow human beings that are putting trust in some sort of system? You got to just know the rules and then play by those rules, which Aaron Rodgers clearly did not. He did not do that. I also, I don't remember the last time I said this, San Francisco has the rule of being vaccinated and proving it to get to a restaurant. When I was up there, I brought my card with me. No one asked me for it. No one was wearing a mask. So, I mean, there, there is the also level of, hey, Aaron, be aware of the amount of op- or amount of eyeballs on you. Like you're going to come under harder scrutiny than if uh, my neighbor three doors down goes in and with a, a fake COVID card no one's, or a vaccination card, no one's going to really know. If you get nothing out of today's podcast, just know that A.A. Rod has rules that only apply to him. Thank you. All right. The other really gigantic story to come out of the NFL this week is the loss of one Derek Lamar Henry, most likely out for the season with a foot injury. Times running back, two-time NFL rushing champ, went to the bench early in Sunday's game. He was shown on TV. They were working on his foot. He was the 2020 AP NFL Offensive Player of the Year. He leads the NFL with 937 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. He was a mashing machine. Basically, he's the reason why the Titans have the best record in the AFC. And guess what? I looked the guy who owned Derrick Henry in the eyes on my fantasy football league on Monday night, and I was like, bro, I'm sorry. I just picked up the Titans' second running back. Oh, did you? Oh, man. I think That's rough. I mean, like you said, Derrick Henry was the workhorse of the Titans. I mean, they're six and two because of him. I would say it's not because of Ryan Tannehill. Ryan <laughs> Tannehill's bounced bounced around, but like he's the he's the a face of that team. I think an interesting note is that they picked up Adrian Peterson. He's thirty six years old. He's he's All signed day. to the practice squad, but you would think he might become the new backup running back, fifth on the the league's career rushing list. I think we did a story last year about how he was trying to move up further. So here's maybe an opportunity for him to gain a few more yards to get up to maybe fourth in the league. As well, as I was researching the story, I wondered, we never followed up on that again, but I remember talking about it. Here's what I think you need to know about all day AP. It's easier to tell you the teams he's not played for than the teams he's played for. <laughs> That's true. Also, he's an amazing running back and has done amazing things. But I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is he got suspended for beating his kid. Like it's just another another proof that doing something, one thing bad can just wipe out a lifetime of achievements or like OJ Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) Basically the same person. I don't know. Will we we look back and say Aaron Rodgers was the guy that, that deceived us or is he the... Is he the great quarterback? Or is he the O.J. Simpson of quarterbacks? He's the O. Yes. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is the O.J. Simpson <laughs> of quarterbacks. I mean, that's the only thing that you said the only thing to take away from this podcast. But I think that's the only thing to take away from this podcast. Well, <clears throat> we finally have come to the day where the college football playoff rankings have been released. There's no arguing that Georgia at 8-0, and the SEC is the number one across all polls. But it gets a little bit kind of squirrely after that. So I guess I'll give you the, the college football as it stands right now. you got Georgia number one, Alabama number two, Michigan State, and then rounding out with 
Oregon. Obviously, Georgia and Alabama would would face off, or one of these is going to kind of shake out from the SEC. But when you look over at the AP poll, you get Cincinnati, who's also undefeated at number two, and they're six in the in the playoff poll. So, like, could Cincinnati go undefeated and not even make the playoffs? That would be wild. It would be, but come on. I mean, who, who's Cincinnati playing? Indiana? Come on. They they knocked off a, a top 10 Notre Dame, and then they're mm. going to coast for the rest of the season. Anyway, mm. it's it's always fun to speculate on what's going to happen. I mean, there's so much football that loves to be played that things could take care of themselves, but I don't know. We'll see how it kind of plays out. As a West Coaster, a, a tried and true West Coaster, I'd like to know your odds that you think Oregon gets in to the to the playoff i mean i just being part of the pac 12 if they can win out i think they'll they'll make it in i don't think they're they should they're, what, they're gonna play utah in the title game like that's gonna get you into the championship i mean they already have a loss i don't know who they lost to they Do lost you? to uh they beat ohio state did they lose to stanford i think they did lose maybe i'm trying to look it up do we host the sports podcast is that is that should we know that thing on should we know that I, th- I saw one one kind of interesting story that, uh, yeah, they beat Ohio State. Who did they lose to? Ooh, they beat Nevada pretty bad. Uh, that's, that's not good. It's going to All right. Work. Well, we'll, uh, we'll talk to our stat people and we'll come back to you. But the, the, talking about the playoffs a little bit more, the James Franklin, the head coach of Penn State, goes on record saying that it's just not fair. <laughs> I mean, what do you – it's it's – it's sports. If you went out, you're probably going to get there. But if you don't, you won't. Anyway, we'll track the playoffs for the rest of the yeah season. Yeah, but thank you, uh, thank you for exciting. That I, I always get excited you about it. This is one of the things that you just track. get to argue. It's fun. You get to argue and say, "No, this team should be yeah. here." That's one of my favorite parts of the season. That's we got breaking news here on the Sports Best Podcast. The Atlanta Braves won the World Series, <laughs> beating the Houston cheating <laughs> Astros in six games. Braves first championship since 1995. It's only the second championship for the franchise since they moved to Atlanta in 1966. Title also means that one jock Lamar Peterson gets another world series ring. As you know, he played last year with the Dodgers. So now he wins one with the Braves. He's only the ninth player in MLB history to win the world series in back-to-back years with different teams. I feel like that number should be a little bit higher. He's a great, a clubhouse guy. We talked about him couple of weeks ago or last week because he was wearing white pearls around his neck, which looked a little ridiculous. He, no player, Andrew Keller, no players ever won three straight world championship teams with three different teams. He is a free agent at the end of the season. That's why this might happen. Yeah. I mean, we, we did see through our uh, pre-production meeting that he has submitted official paperwork to change his middle name from Lamar to Pearl necklace. Pearl, pearl necklace. Hey, what happens if you go to Urban Dictionary and Google that's, pearl necklace? Pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a crazy thing. And it kind of brings me to the question I asked you earlier this week. Would you rather win multiple World Series as a kind of journeyman player, or would you rather be Shohei Otani, most valuable player in the league? I mean, or would, would you, you rather or would you rather win a World Series wearing a pearl necklace? I would rather win it wearing a pearl necklace. <laughs> I'd be curious to see how that kind of plays into, I mean, if he stays in Atlanta, 
if, if, if he kind of keeps up with that and the fans kind of like it, he's not a big enough star. I don't think for that to be everyone wearing the necklace. Listen, as someone who watched him from the jump street, he is a very mediocre regular season player, but he does mm-hmm. seem to kind of come up clutch in the postseason. So do what you will with that. I mean, play, play when it matters, I yeah. guess is kind of the point. You'd mentioned the uh, cheating Astros. They, they've been to the World Series. They kind of like the Giants run in the early 2000s where they won in 2010, 2012, 2014. The Astros went to the World Series in 17, 19, and 21. And the only year that they won was the year that they got caught cheating. But mm. their manager, Dusty Baker, who is 72 years old, is going to uh, negotiate a new contract. He held a pre- press conference and said this. You'll be back. Soon you'll see, you remember you belong to me. He says they're going to be back. They're going to be back in the World Series next year. I mean, the Astros kind of had us versus the world. Like everyone was booing them because of their cheating. And and I don't know how crushing that is going to be to the clubhouse. And like Jock Pearl Necklace, we have uh, three pretty big uh, Astros players. They're going to be up for free agency Zach Grinke, Justin Verlander, and Carlos Carrera are all free agents. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep all three of them. But would you be willing to put Larry's long shot out and say that you're going to see the Astros in the World Series again next year? Well, here's the deal. Here's my question. I want to return a question. Should I feel sorry for Dusty Baker? I love Dusty Baker growing up as a Dodger fan. He was a Dodger. Then I lived in San Francisco when in 2002, you're probably there at the World Series Those Giants came oh so close, but gagged up that World Series to the Angels. I was rooting for the Angels because it's Southern California. The very next year, as the Cubs skipper, Steve Bartman, the whole thing with the guy leaning over and catching the ball at Cubs Stadium, kind of theoretically wrecking the Cubs champ. Bartman? Yeah. Bateman, Jason Bateman. Anyways, do you feel bad for a 72-year-old baseball lifer who has not won the World Series of manager? You're like, you know what? That guy's had it all. I mean, I think I would lean more towards he's he's had it all. So many people dedicate their entire lives to playing or being in Major League Baseball, and they never even make it to the show. So the fact that he's gotten gotten there. I mean, would you rather be Ryan Tannehill or would you rather be uh, Bill's quarterback of the 90s, Jim Kelly, who got that so close so many times and, and got the acronym, boy, I love losing Super Bowls for the Bills. I mean, I'd rather be Jim Kelly than Ryan Tannehill. I'd rather be the guy wearing the pearl necklace. Can I go with that answer? Or would you rather be the OJ Simpson of quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers? I I don't know. (laughs) One buster Lamar Posey is (laughs) going to retire. Giants catcher set to make an official at a press conference this week. 34-year-old has had a decorated career. National League Rookie of the Year, NL Comeback Player of the Year, and the league MVP in 2012. He's a seven-time All-Star. Finished with a career batting average of 302 over 12 seasons. Of course, he won three World Series with those San Francisco Giants you mentioned. Uh, yeah, maybe he gets into the Hall of Fame. Do we care that Buster Posey retires? I mean, the Giants fans do, but as far as Major League Baseball, it's it's kind of just a little okay. uh, a little side note. I think a little he should get yeah a beep. He should get recognition for being a great player, but it sounds like he's. It seems like from the beginning, he's kind of had his priorities straight. He never really wanted the spotlight that much. I remember when, I think it was when he won MVP 
he accepted his award at, in Georgia, like at his mom's school, like some kind of rally because he was visiting his mom. He's like, I'll accept it here. He just wants to spend more time with his kids. And as we reported last year, he opted out of the last season of baseball to take care of his premature born twin. So it sounds like he's like, I got enough money in the bank. I want to spend time with my family, which is I, not a good sports story, but maybe the right thing to do. I hope I'm not out of line here. Uh -oh. But I feel like you made a great fake Mike Trout. I think you'd make a great stand-in for Buster Posey as well. I hope that's uh, not out of line. I appreciate that, but it's going to be kind of hard now that he's not playing baseball anymore. No, but if he's good, if he's going to shoot a commercial and they mm -hmm. want like a double, they call Andrew Keller's back up. Back of the head. Yeah. What? Hope that's not out of line. Let's do that. Okay. Hey, Buster Posey, if you're listening, please reach out. You can find us <laughs> on all the Instagrams and all that oh. stuff. Well. We don't talk about it too often, but we're coming up on the NASCAR 2021 championship and we're down to four drivers and both or all the drivers are from two racing teams, Hendricks Motorsports and Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, we have Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin and Martin True Jr. Speaking of Joe Gibbs, I think that's kind of crazy. He's pivoted or I guess speaking of the 92 bills, 91 bills lost to Joe Gibbs. Uh, Washington football team. Do you think Joe Gibbs is going to have more of a legacy of being a three-time Super Bowl winner or the fact that he's built an empire in NASCAR? I would say maybe his NASCAR is his, his running legacy. It's definitely 50-50 at this point. I don't think there's a, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. I think David Letterman's involved with Joe Gibbs or Hendricks. People just dip their toe. It's, a, it's definitely a rich guy sport. Just as sort of a tangential tangent to this story i don't know if you cal Penn, the actor from harold and kumar yeah he 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 wrote a book and he's getting a lot of attention because he came out gay yeah and he he in the the story that he tells about coming out gay is that his this now partner of 11 years the first date they ever went on one his part this guy he, he comes over cal's from like in the pakistani indian and the guy comes over with the 12 pack of silver bullets and says we're gonna watch nascar and cal's like what do you, what he's thinking like this guy's gonna leave in like 20 minutes with his wow. silver bullets. And sure enough, they're together 11 years later because they watched a NASCAR match together. If there's anything you're going to take away from this podcast is like know thyself. And when you go on a first date, do exactly what you want to do because yeah. if the person sticks around, you'll it, it's a match. You know Otherwise, like you wait a year and a half and be like, I love NASCAR. May we please watch it? Wait a minute. So that sounds really succinct and like actual life. So does the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the uh, OJ Simpson of quarterbacks. I don't know which one I'm going to take out of the show. This one's full of delicious nuggets that you can pick <laughs> and choose from. Well, if you want to watch an old NASCAR race, mm. you're running out of time because ESPN Classic <laughs> is going off the air. No! No, don't do it! I can't believe this is happening. What is the, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. If we have time, I haven't really properly introduced this segment in a while, but if we have time, ESPN Classic has announced that they're going to stop carrying the channel with the cable providers with the invent of the internet and people just putting everything on YouTube. There's no real reason to carry it. It's kind of nostalgic for me, but I think it's a good business decision. I didn't even know it was still out there. I didn't either. But uh, maybe the people in the Midwest who uh, who need these things take what's care gonna of be what's gonna replace espn classic on the dial is it gonna be like a the 500th discovery plus channel i think it might be replays of joel olstein ceremony oh. 
Nice. You know what? Maybe we should get into that biz. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, we should we should buy the rice to that. <laughs> this has been Sports Best. I'm Andrew. He's Larry. We're gonna talk more college football and NFL rundown next week. Next stuff. Next stuff.